0: Woman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Dabber, she's left the Democratic Party because there are a war hawks, okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start... Does
1: Joe Biden realize what he started here when he made the statement of Armageddon this If you haven't seen this on your social media feeds yet, holy mick mackerel, it is, it is amazing. This is a town hall put forth by Representative Ocasio-Cortez, and the crowd, which is very small, by the way, she does not fill her own town halls. Only in, only in the media circles is she a celebrity. Everywhere else, they know that she's lost the edge on social media, her policies are all childlike, and she's not taken seriously. But they're screaming about nuclear war because Joe Biden, in a closed-door event, starts discussing the fact that we could be near Armageddon with the Russians based on the invasion of Ukraine, how poorly they're doing uh, in Russia, and the idea of some level of nuclear war. Biden's offhand remark has created massive problem problems for Democrats. The problem is... We still have a problem for the country. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd District. That's the Fort Wayne area of Indiana and places north and to the west. He also serves on the Committee on Armed Services. He's the ranking member on the Subcommittee of Cyber, Innovative Technologies, and Information Systems and Subcommittee on Sea Power and Projection Forces. You've also served in the military, And, and sir you this this comment from joe biden which was flip and glib behind closed doors at a democratic fundraiser has taken on this whole new life what was your take when you heard it and if you have a problem with it what is the problem
0: well tony i mean the, the problem is that we have a we have a president a commander-in-chief who is all over the place and he, he uh what, what he said so far the the mixed messages he's He's given to our adversaries uh, the most dangerous. Those are the most dangerous qualities to have in a president at a time like this. Who sends mixed messages to our adversaries, to our allies. The Armageddon comment. Um, you know, this, this is why it's a it's a it's a good thing that we don't have boots on the ground in Ukraine because that would cause nuclear Armageddon if we were fighting a hot war in Ukraine. But remember, it's his weakness that has attracted the aggression of russia of our other uh, enemies around the globe he's fully responsible for it and uh the the the, the end of the joe biden uh uh weak presidency can't come soon enough
1: but the the issue regarding vladimir putin what they often describe as a tactical nuclear strike. Uh, he clearly has underestimated the position in Ukraine. He clearly overestimated his forces' uh, potential. They have an uh, an absolute willingness to wait out Ukraine, and yet Ukraine, uh, over the past 30, 40 days, has done an incredible job of taking back land that they lost to the Russians. Russia's only option now is to conscript people into the military. So there is a question, I think, that, that we as Americans ask and the world ask involving exactly how much patience does Putin have and exactly how out of his head is he? So isn't there a conversation to be had with America about this possibility, or is it not a possibility at all?
0: Well, of course it's a possibility. I mean, you, have, you, you have a, a madman uh, in, in Russia, but you have a crazy man in the White House. And, and the rest of the world sees that that this president is is uh, not sharp I mean, the comments uh yesterday about his son dying in iraq uh when his, his son died, tragically died of brain cancer he did not die in iraq uh, other other uh, comments that this president's made i mean it just it just goes to show how dangerous dangerous it is to have such a weak uh an incoherent uh, president in the white house so then then you look at what what's going on uh, with russia russia has 2000 tactical nukes which are short range nuclear weapons that can be served that can be used on the on the battlefield and, and and by the way trump was trying to negotiate when he was in the white house trying to to renegotiate a nuclear treaty with russia and uh, biden abandoned a lot of those talks so that that's why that's why yeah we we have to we have to prepare for these these types of possibilities and it's clear that the biden administration the the pentagon uh they're 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 not um not only they not only are they sending mixed messages they're not they're not prepared for explaining to the american people what's going on and how we prepare for it
1: they talking to, do to, to stop it talking to congressman jim banks of the indiana third district he's also uh chairman of the republican study committee um there are people who will say we should not be involved with funding Ukraine at all. Bunch of Nazis. That's not where our money uh, should go. Is this the right approach, the wrong approach, or is the approach somewhere in the middle?
0: Yeah, I, don't, I, 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 we, we've given a substantial amount of lethal aid to Ukraine. We've done that for years and I've, I've supported a great deal of that. Under, under, under President Trump, we started sending, sending the, the javelins and other offensive weapons to Ukraine so they could fight back against the Russians. And thank God we did that because if we wouldn't have done that, Ukraine would have had a fighting chance when Russia invaded. So the the problem though, Tony, as I say every day, the reason I voted against the $40 billion aid package to Ukraine, a lot of it was humanitarian aid and a lot of it still hasn't even been accounted for. Uh, we There's no accountability for where the money's being being spent. If it's making it downrange, those are big issues. But But overall, America can't be the policeman for the rest of the world. We can't lead around the world in the way that America historically has if we're so weak at home. If we can't take care of our own border, if Americans are suffering because of inflation and gas prices and uh, everything that we're dealing with domestically, if all that going on, we're not in, we're not strong enough as a country to go out and play that role that maybe we played in the past. So that 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 in and of itself is is why I voted against it. But but never forget that. A weakness invites aggression, and to mix my mix my presidential metaphors, you had you had Roosevelt, uh, Teddy Roosevelt talk about speak softly, carry a big stick. You had President Reagan define peace through strength, a strong and powerful military, a strong and mighty America deters our enemies. We have the opposite going on today with this president who invites uh, these uh, these actors to do things that otherwise they would be afraid to do and that that that's what that's what i'm so afraid of over the next 2 years is what what is china going to do iran is acting out north korea acting out again in such a bigger way that that's what we're up against that so we have a we have military leaders and a commander in chief who just aren't prepared for it they're not up for the job and th- that that's the uh, that's the worst part of it
1: should the united states keep funding ukraine whether it's dollars or whether it's arms in this fight against russia
0: well, the, the National Defense Authorization Act that I support does provide more lethal military aid to Ukraine, and I'm I'm, I'm for that to a degree. Uh, it's 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 where the money's being spent, how it's being spent, and and the accountability questions of it that has led me to vote against some of the larger packages.
1: Let's talk uh, about uh, midterms. I mean, we could talk about this, this economy, but uh, I'm gonna get in, into that. Uh, let's talk about the, the midterms. Uh, you're out there, of course, a member of Congress. You're up every two years, uh, but you spend a lot of time uh, w- with the leadership, a lot of time uh, traveling the country. What are you seeing? What are you experiencing? What's your feel on the House and the Senate and the possibility of victories for Republicans?
0: Well, I'm I'm very optimistic that we're gonna win back the House majority. The American people are demanding new leadership in Washington and they've had enough of Pelosi and the Democrats who are in charge. So I'm very bullish on, on winning the House majority. The Senate's a different different map, different questions. I, I still think we we win one or two seats in the Senate, have a Senate majority too, but it's gonna be very a very slim Senate majority. The reason why, Tony, is all of the polling, whether polling in Northeast Indiana, uh, my own polling, or national polling, the top three issues for Republicans are uh, the, the border uh, and the crisis at the border, illegal immigration, uh, uh, inflation, gas prices, and crime. The top issues for Democrats in my district or Democrats anywhere else in the country is January 6th and abortion. What do the independent swing voters in America care about? The ones that are go- the, the voters who are going to determine what, which party has the majority, they care about the same issues that Republicans care about. They care about crime, inflation, gas prices, and the border. There's a big difference between what Democrats in Congress are focused on—January 6, Trump, uh, abortion—and what the voters care about, which is that that's that subset of issues that I just talked about. So. The commitment to America Republicans rolled out addressed the issues that the American voters care about, and that, that's why I believe largely they're going to come out and, and give us a chance to lead again. Even though at times they're rightly so very skeptical of Republicans are going to do, We have to. we have to do what we say we're going to do when we get the majority back and keep our commitments. And if we do that, I think we'll keep this majority for a long time to come.
1: One of the races that you have been involved with, and you were one of the earlier supporters I had ever seen, of Jennifer Ruth Green in the Indiana First. So that is the Northwest part of Indiana, Gary and Hammond, outside of Chicago, Chicago land, if you will, represented by a Frank Mervan, Congressman, uh, Democrat. And Jennifer Ruth Green is a Republican. She is uh, retired, or I should say still involved in the Guard, uh, the U.S. Air Force, a military history. And it was just a week or so ago that Politico wrote a story that involves her military records that she claims were improperly obtained, and she is stating that they were improperly obtained by Congressman Frank Mervan. And in those records, it details uh, what she alleges as a sexual assault from an Iraqi service member. This got put into an article in Politico. It was put out there to the world. There are great questions as to why this information was put in an article, never mind how this information was released this is indiana this is where you live and breathe this is part of your congressional uh, delegation what has been the response on the hill to this and to a to a more direct point how is it that people are silent when military records are leaked
0: yeah this is uh this is really a huge uh a story clearly someone broke the law in obtaining these Private military records, uh, fit reps, or the um, uh, her her uh, uh, evaluations uh, in the Air Force. This is different than your DD 214. This, these are your military evaluations. And someone broke the law by obtaining these and releasing them to a reporter with Politico, who's somewhat well known in Indiana. he, he basically works for the this writer for Politico. Basically works for the Indiana Democrat Party and does their bidding often uh, whenever he whenever he uh, publishes his stories. So this is a shameful attempt by the Democrats who are so worried about losing a seat, by the way, the Democrats have had for almost a century. And they know that Republicans have made large gains in this district, and we have the best candidate we've ever run on the Republican side, Jennifer Ruth Green, a Iraq war veteran, and they're trying to destroy, destroy her reputation just a few weeks before Election Day. So I just got off the phone a few minutes ago before I got on the phone with you, Tony, with Larry Bouchon, my colleague from Evansville. Uh, We're going to be, we're working on something right now to to demand uh, that the Air Force explain how those private uh, uh, fitness reps or evaluations were obtained, how they were, were, why they were released right before Election Day uh, to a reporter who used them for partisan purposes to help the Democrat in this district politicizing something that should never be politicized. So it's a, it's a shameful attempt by the Democrats they should be held accountable for. But here, here's the good news. The good news is that Jennifer Ruth green is fighting back. She's fighting back hard. She's showing the type of leadership she's going to show. when she's a member of Congress to fight uh, for American values, for our troops and, and uh, for the issues that we care about. This is why she's going to be a good representative. And I'm, I'm more, I'm more confident about her race than I've ever been before because of the way I see her fighting back against these uh, these uh, shameful attempts.
1: I want to make sure I'm clear about one thing here, sir. Uh, you and Congressman Larry Bouchon, uh, the 8th District, southwestern part of, of Indiana, Evansville area, uh, and the like, are going to be engaging in legislation or in a, uh, a questioning of the Air Force of how this material got leaked? And are you making the statement uh, that it was Congressman uh, Frank Mervan, who released these documents to a quote-unquote reporter in Indiana?
0: Well, clearly they were released uh, for his benefit. I, I don't know who released them, but I'm, I, I and Larry Bouchon and others are going to demand that the Air Force explain how it happened. How, how, to, how are these private records of one of their uh, service members released uh, to a reporter, a partisan political reporter, who is using it for for Frank Bravan the Democrat incumbents on his behalf so we're going to be demanding answers right we're writing something to the Air Force uh, the Secretary of the Air Force right now to demand uh, uh, answers to how this happened we'll keep you posted on, on what we hear back.
1: Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana third chairman of the Republican Study Committee I appreciate taking the time to be with us sir we'll, we'll speak to you again I'm sure before the midterms more coming up I'm Tony Katz